from my kitchen table somewhere in the Delaware Valley and with Joe White inching closer to the presidency, it seems. This is our podcast we like to call The Pod Couple. I'm Phil John Picaro, columnist for The Intelligencer. And I'm J.D. Mullane, columnist for the Bucks County Courier Times. Well, the race to become the 46th president of the United States continues two days after Election Day. Democratic challenger and former Vice President Joe Biden and President Trump and the rest of America wait for the final result, watching the results change here almost by the hour. Uh, At the moment, Biden leads Trump in the Electoral College vote, 253 to 213, with the final, excuse me, the final tallies from Arizona and Nevada where Biden leads, Georgia, which has tightened a bit after Trump held a big lead, and Pennsylvania here, where uh, Biden trails Trump by about uh, 150,000 votes, but with some half million uncounted mail-in votes expected coming from Democratic strongholds. Uh, Biden seems to have the better path to 270, but who the heck knows in this crazy election? Uh, J.D., what say you? Well, I was going to ask you, Phil, what happened to that blue wave that the pollsters and uh, and the pundits in our line of work uh, predicted and have predicted for for months now? Well, if the trend continues and Joe Biden wins Arizona and Nevada and maybe Georgia, and it seems like Pennsylvania, given the indications about the ballots that are left over, it's going to be a pretty significant victory. Well, a victory for for Joe Biden, but not for the Democratic Party. And I'll tell you why. Uh, this election was no repudiation of Donald Trump or Trumpism. There was no blue wave, but there is a rising red tide in the House of Representatives. You know, uh, Nancy Pelosi went into the election confidently predicting a pickup of 17 House seats, flipping uh, red seats blue. Uh, She lost Uh, 10, 11, 12. We're still not sure. We'll know in a couple of days, though. Uh, including some key seats like uh, former, you know, Clinton era fossil Donna Shalala down in in Florida. So the party's uh, control of the House, the majority in the House, has been cut to a very slender uh, six or seven, probably by the time this is all over. So do you think that this was still a repudiation of Trump, uh, even if Biden's elected? Well, it depends on your point of view. Uh, you know, Biden is coming up on 71 million votes, the most ever. Uh, and that's no surprise because uh, people anticipated this was going to be a great turnout, whether well, it was at the, whether, whether. That's, but, that's but, the trivia that I know there's, that's the talking point, more, more votes. Than well, you can't, but you can't, dis, you can't discount 71 million votes. Donald Trump j- uh, drove up uh, turnout also. What, what, where does he fit in that in that talking point? I mean, is he the most? Did he get the most points of any Republican who ran he for president? Have, He'd probably say yes. I'll bet. He may, he, when everything he, is said and done, the smoke clears. Yeah. So that, may I, have. that number, that number, that's just a talking point that James Carville and CNN like to roll out. But the fact is, the House is closer to Republican control than it's been since 2018. A lot of those seats that flipped. Uh, were flipped uh, in districts with large minorities. Now, you know the talking point that dare not, you know, uh, speak its name today among Republicans about Donald Trump's performance 
with minorities, specifically black and Latino men. You know what that is? Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. What do you think? I mean, well, what, what I what I think is uh, if Joe Biden wins and it certainly appears like he's going to America's in trouble. America is in trouble. You know, if the, the Republicans are holding the Senate, they've gained they've gained seats in the House. How does that benefit America? Because everybody's going to sort of dig their heels in on either side. How does that benefit America? Well, you you would hope, as Donald Trump said in the last debate, Joe, sometimes you got to talk with people. Now, here's a guy who's been around in, in politics 47, 48 years. Not anything really big under his belt in terms of accomplishments, except one thing. And you know what that is? The 1994 crime bill. And you know what that crime bill did? And now you see Donald Trump's performance with the same people who that crime bill affected the most, black and Latino men. 26% of Donald Trump's vote came from non-white voters, Phil. Now, are you going to white-splain to those men and women, non-white men and women, that they're racist, that they're voting for a white supremacist? Because that's what your side has, has characterized Donald Trump as from the very beginning and even before. Is Donald, do you still think Donald Trump is a racist? And if he is, how did he get 26% non-white vote? The, the best performance of any Republican since Nixon and Kennedy in 1960. How did that happen? I'm just curious because I haven't heard one person on the left explain how that's possible. I don't know how it's possible because every indication is he, he's been talking He's been he's been talking like a white supremacist for forever. He's been so dog whistling. He, he's let me finish. He's been dog whistling those people forever. I have no idea how what you just detailed happened. Well, just, I don't. I don't have an answer for it. Are they wrong? Were they or do they do do they not know? They've been no. They may have been sucked. They may have been sucked in like everybody else by this by by this carnival barker. He's a carnival yeah. barker, and now. You know, I don't want to I'm getting off topic here, but, you know, we, we have him wanting to stop the vote where he's leading and continue the vote where he's losing. I mean, this is just consistent with him. It's only about him. What? We'll stop the vote over here. We'll continue the vote over there. J.D., if 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 what's happening right now continues, he's toast. He's toast. And based on what you just right. said about the House and the Senate, America's in trouble. America's not in trouble. Oh, America, absolutely. America's a great country. It's not. Oh, I love it. I, I love it. Have, flag, have flags outside in front of my house today. What, 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 is, what, is, uh, um, what is troubling is that Democrats, even today, Progressives like yourself still refuse to reconsider. Oh, I don't know that I'm a progressive. Whether you, well, liberals, whatever, they're all the same. Uh, whether uh, clear, think, clear thinkers, you, this, this, this supre white supremacist, racist talking point that you have pushed for four years when Donald Trump is not a racist and he's not a white supremacist. And what's really happening, Phil, my speculation is that the country is realigning. Trump has realigned the electorate in this country. And that realignment is not along uh, racial lines as guys on your side want it to be or believe it is. It's not. 
That's a mirage, okay? That's a blue mirage. There's no alignment along race in this country except on CNN and the cables. What the alignment is along is people who pull paychecks and love this country the way it is, who don't believe that it's a bubbling cauldron of racism at every turn, where there's the white racist behind every rock. It's realigning, and the Republican Party, Donald Trump has made the Republican Party into the party of the working class guy. And the Democratic Party is the party of Wall Street, of Silicon Valley, of college professors, and of journalists and pundits. Not all journalists, of course, but a lot of us. And that is what is happening. That's my, that's my take on it. So you, you can tear well, that Let, let me want. ask you this. Yeah. Um, let's suppose Trump loses. Um, you know, the Republican Party has now become Donald Trump's party. He's changed it. He's changed the way they do things. Yeah. Um, so in four in four years from now, if, say, Biden wins, but then, you know, the Republicans regain the White House. Uh, how will the Republicans um, how will the Republicans uh, campaign? Will they follow Donald Trump's roadmap? Uh, you know, it's got them, uh, you know, 68 million votes. It won in the White House the first time. How do they govern? Do they go back to the to the principles of, of the Reagan Republicans or, or or do they just follow Donald Trump's roadmap? What do they do? Yeah, they're not going back to Reagan. I mean, you know, what do they do? Republicans do they, don't do that. Do, do, but, do, but do, do they. Well, let me finish. Let me just finish one last, last point. Do they adopt right. Trump's Trump's fists in the air, punching back. Do they adopt all of that? Because it worked for him. Yeah, and, and I think it's it's uh, all of those uh, House seats that were flipped, they're all Trumpers. There's not a never Trumper in there. There's not like a moderate. They're from maybe from moderate, but they're all Donald Trump people. Look, today, the never Trumpers like Bill Crystal and Michael Steele, who ran the GOP into the ground, uh, who supported Biden, who came out in support of Biden, all these never-Trumper Republicans in name only, uh, today they're saying, well, now we're going to rebuild the party to be more inclusive post-Trump. I don't think Michael Steele and Bill Crystal realize that Trump is the Republican Party, that 95% of Republicans love Trump and respect him and like what he did, and but they loathe Michael Steele and Bill Crystal and all these other guys who are the never Trumpers. So if they're going to take over the Republican party, I guess it's going back to losing with honor with an occasional win here and there, and then apologizing for that win. That's not going to happen, Phil. The party, the, the, the party of Lincoln is now the party of Trump, the party of the little guy, the party of the blue collar working class union guy. That's who the Republican party is. And I know it's hard for, progressives and liberals, particularly in the professional class, to get their heads around that. But that's what the party is. And it's not going away. Trump is not going away. Trumpism isn't. But the never Trumpers are. They're going to go back. A lot of those never Trumpers, by the way, like Bill Crystal, started out their lives as Democrats. So they're just going back home. So yeah, it, it is the party of the little guy. It's not the party of the country club guy with the golf clubs, you know, and the Mercedes-Benz, that's, that, that's the Democrats. Look, it, it, you know, the things have changed. They've changed before our eyes. I see it very clearly. I was out on the ground, you know, I, and I wrote columns about, like, kind of trying to reflect and, and put this into perspective. 
you know, when, when I hear that, you know, middle class uh, suburban white women hate Donald Trump, and then I go out to a Trump rally, and that's who I see. When I hear that uh, Trump is a racist and a white supremacist, and I see black people and Spanish people, Latinos for Trump carrying signs, and I ask them, well, what's going on? And they tell me. They tell me, I, and I always ask them, I say, is a reporter, is this, has a reporter ever approached you and, and asked you your opinions on this? Zero, never. They never get interviewed. They never see their names in the paper. So I wrote comms about this, and that's what I see. I see it's a realignment of the middle class and the working class, and it's just going to grow, Phil. It's just going to grow. And the name-calling from your side of things, from the progressive side, the, 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 the Democrat side, the liberal side, whatever it is, it's just going to get very, very ugly. And these I, people know, but they're used to it. They're used to be calling all kinds of awful names, sellout and worse. I would agree with you on this point. I, I agree that the left needs to follow some of Donald Trump's uh, a blueprint and reach out to those folks, uh, because obviously, uh, you know, he tapped into he tapped into something with those folks who felt uh, uh, disenfranchised. What do you uh, think that something was? It was these bad trade deals that the rhinos and the and the progressive Democrats put together to send their jobs over to China, to India to God knows where else, and they hate that, you know? That, yep. that you know, the, the, in Butler, PA, that, that iconic picture now of 50, 60,000 people in, in Northwest Pennsylvania, you know, out there in the cold for a Trump rally, you know, those, that, that part of the state was really hit hard with the opioid fentanyl crisis, the, the drugs. And Butler, Pennsylvania, lost so many young men, mostly young men, girls too, women too, but mostly young men, that they put a, a memorial in the middle of town to opioid deaths. Where does that, where do those opioids and fentanyl come from? Where does it pour into the country? From China, across the southern border. And Donald Trump was the only man to, to, to tell them, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to fix this. And what did the progressives do? What did the Democrats do? Racism, cages, even though Obama built the cages. Uh, you know, we're not going to have it. We're going to have open borders. Anybody can come into the country. That's, that's not true. That's not, that but that's not what the Democrats have said. Come on, John. Oh, they're, they're open borders. You Listen know what? I don't. I the IMF to the banks. I really don't, don't know. No borders. Everybody, you know, transnationalism. I, I don't know how all those people are coming across the border with that big wall that Mexico paid for. Oh wait. Well, you know what? Still waiting. Still waiting for the. Still okay. waiting for the check. Four years okay. later. Here's my point. The working class white guy, and that's where you and I are from. You're right. from upstate PA. Yes. I'm from Levittown. Okay. Yep. We know and love these people. Okay, we, we know my, par my parents, we know too. I pass I, the, the, the Levittown Fairless Hills Rescue Squad for years kept a count of the number of deaths in Levittown and Fairless Hills every year from January 1st to December 31st. I pass it on my way to work and back home twice a day. Okay, nobody cared about those people. Nobody. Okay, Donald Trump came in and he said, we're going to stop this. This is going to this is going to stop and we're going to stop it. We're going to stop illegal immigration because we have to know who's in the country. I mean, right. We have to know. Sure but also, do. all those drugs coming across that are killing these people. OK, so that's what's happened, Phil. And I don't know 
when the Democrats and the elites and the editorial board of the New York Times are going to notice, they hate guys like me. They hate places that we are from, where our families are from, Phil. I'm not trying to tell you to become a Trumper. I'm just trying to tell you that the Democratic Party isn't the party of our parents. It's the party of rich guys. It's the party of millionaires and billionaires. And somehow they're still able to talk about how the Republicans are. And that's not true. That's just not true anymore. You um, 26% non-white vote. That's incredible. But you know what? There will be no self-reflection on the Democrats' part, on the, on the part of progressives. There won't be. Look, you know, I don't know what it is now, but in Pennsylvania, look, we, we have in Bucks County in the first district, Brian Fitzpatrick retains his seat by a wide margin. All the Republicans uh, for the House delegation in, in Bucks County kept their seats. They added one. They added one, um, uh, Labs. I, I can't recall her first name, but, but she uh, knocked out the bluest of the blue Democrats in Bucks County, Wendy Ullman in the 143rd. Okay, Wendy Ullman, who said that miscarriages are just a mess on a napkin. Remember that? And then more recently, putting on her mask, we got to engage in political theater with Governor Wolf when she was uh, up at uh, at the courthouse. Remember that? She's gone. There's no repudiation in the Commonwealth of PA for Trumpism. None. What I do, what I do, County either, Phil. What I keep that in mind. What I do know is. Yeah. Despite everything you said and all the gains that the Republicans have made, yeah. the guy at the top looks like he's going to lose. Yeah, and you know what? He looks like he's going to lose. Okay. And, and, and I think that it's healthy and I think it's good that he takes this stuff to court and challenge it. Not so much whether he wins or loses. The country will be fine. I wrote a column today about that, right? country will be fine, you know, because we are the country. Guys like, you know, little people, you know, middle class people, you know, the country will be fine. But because we have to have the integrity of our election system. Well, I, what I would like to see, to what I would like to see, what I would like to see from the right is some evidence instead of just saying that there's there's fraud and there's there, there, there there's all these problems at the polls. I'll give you evidence right now. I'll give you evidence. Where, right now. where is it? I'll give you evidence. Why right this widespread evidence? I'll tell you what, you know, widespread it doesn't have to be widespread. Sure, it has to be widespread. Not widespread. That's that's BS. They were talking about they were talking about holding holding up things in Georgia because of fifty three okay, ballots. All right, fifty three. All right, I don't know what's going on in Georgia with that. Yeah, but I know what's going on in Pennsylvania. No. I live here, okay. And most of the votes, there's not going to be widespread. It's only the the fraud is only going to be. Uh, where the votes are coming for Joe Biden, and that's going to be Philadelphia and Allegheny County out in Pittsburgh. And what happened just, what, within the last hour or so? The Allegheny? Supreme Court overruled a common pleas judge saying that Trump poll watchers cannot stand within six feet of watching those uh, mail-in ballots and provisional ballots uh, be inspected and counted. Now, why is that? Why wouldn't they want them within six feet? What's wrong with the PA Supreme Court? Oh, that's right. It's run by progressive Democrats. Oh, okay. So there you go, Phil. Do you think it's fair? I mean, that, uh, that you know, there. do you think it's more transparent or less transparent that the opposing party uh, of the guy who may lose the presidency get to see whether these ballots are legit or not? What I want to see 
is some basis for these accusations. And I still haven't seen anything well, that, a, that, that indicates you, any you kind of widespread fraud. Poll watchers, when you push away the poll watchers, what is that? What are you trying to hide? Why don't you want them watching? That's their whole point, right? I mean, you, you want you want checks and balances, right? They are the check and the balance. And what you're saying is you seem fine that the Supreme Court of the state of Pennsylvania said, nope, you got to be 25 feet away or more. I mean, there, there you go, Phil. Why are they, what are they hiding? Why don't they I don't, want- I don't think they're hiding them? anything. What? Well, I don't they're think they're hiding away. anything because you know what? Donald Trump has been sowing uh, 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 this, this conspiracy well before the election day, right? He's been talking about this because he saw, he saw this coming. He knew he was going to be behind. There was a wave of, of mail-in ballots that were mostly Democratic. He saw this coming, so he got ahead of it. That's what happened. Yeah. I so now know, he's got so now he's got to make an issue of it. But Phil, look. Last last point by you. Go. Okay. Um, there will almost certainly not be a Senate majority. There will be no court packing, no states at it for cynical purposes for the Democrats, the progressives to run the Senate in perpetuity. And they've lost ground in the House here in Bucks County. Republicans didn't lose a thing. They actually add it to the state house delegation. Joe Biden is set up to be a weak and ineffectual president who cannot be redeemed by Kamala Harris, his running mate, who after Hillary is probably the most disliked woman in the party. I mean, Disagree not even one vote for her from her fellow party members in the primary. She had a bail before that. So that's what we're looking at. And I see in two years well, your party a tsunami, a tsunami, and I'm not Republican, I'm not registered, a, a tsunami uh, backlash, a conservative Trump backlash in the House. You're going to lose the House. You're going to the Senate's going to build and whoever is teed up. And that may well be Donald J. Trump in 2024 to take. Progressivism is going to be dead for a generation if that happens. And. I think you should enjoy your Pyrrhic victory. Go dance in the streets today or tomorrow, whenever they declare Joseph. Dude, let me Paul check the time. Biden from Scranton, uh, <laughs> president. But I'm telling you, he's going to be weak and ineffectual. If if the right cares about this country, they're going to try to work with. They should try to work with him. If not, as I said earlier today, we're all in trouble. Anyway, that's all the time we have for today's podcast. You can watch our podcast on Google. Apple, Spotify, or wherever you access your favorite podcast. And you can read our columns and all of our informative and entertaining content at theintel.com. That's Intel with two L's. CourierTimes.com and BurlingtonCountyTimes.com. Here, waiting to see who's going to be the 46th president of the United States, I'm Phil John Ficaro. And I'm JD for The Courier. Thanks for watching and thanks for reading.